Welcome to Neocast. Join our experts each week as we discuss strategies and solutions for your businesses in managed IT, cybersecurity, government contracting, and much, much more. Sharing is caring, and we've got top-shelf advice to help you navigate today's biggest challenges. Let's get to it. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for this bonus episode of the Neocast podcast. We're trying to cover some topics that are top of mind for most cybersecurity professionals right now, and frankly, concerned Americans about what's happening alongside of this COVID-19 crisis. Today on the show, we are going to have Chris Roberts, a researcher and expert in cybersecurity across the gamut. We have Ed Bassett, you all know him well, our CISO with Neosystems, and we have Mary Beth Bordving with the CyberClan. She is the Chief Strategy Officer with CyberClan, as well as the founder of the Cyber Guild and United Women in Cybersecurity. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for having us, appreciate it. Absolutely. So today in this first episode, we really briefly wanted to talk about what's happening in our healthcare systems. It's been front of mind since it was mentioned in one of the White House briefings that the HHS had a cyber attack attempted on them. There have been lots of conversations around loosening any kind of restrictions or regulations around HIPAA. Uh, On the other side, there's lots of people who are very interested in getting data quickly so that they can come together and find vaccines and cures and so on and so forth to really tackle this issue, which of course for most people in your field starts opening up your brains to, oh my gosh, what can our industry do? What do we need to be thinking about? And what are the real dangers for loosening any of these restrictions? But also what can organizations, agencies, and contractors do to keep an eye out on the safety of everyone's data and their systems? So To start off, uh, Chris, would you maybe just outline for us, given that this is going to be a critical time for everyone, which we'll go into in a little bit deeper in another episode, but can you just outline for us, what do we need to be thinking about? What's going on right now? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong in thinking about healthcare? Uh, I mean, yeah, to your point, it's a a fairly critical time at the moment. There's, There's a huge pull in several different directions. Obviously, what we have been trying to do with healthcare is to protect the data, which for good or for bad means locking it down a little more effectively. And obviously, given the current situation with the virus, we need to actually reverse that to some degree and open the data channels up more effectively so people can collaborate and corroborate more effectively and more rapidly. So what we're seeing is hospitals, healthcare facilities, and research labs wanting to get access to data much quicker than we've been able to put in place before. So we're relaxing the HIPAA rules to allow that to happen. Well, upside on that one is we get more rapid response. Downside on that one is we from the security side have to figure out how to more effectively do cyber hygiene and make sure that you know we can communicate more effectively with the various teams holding onto the data and obviously still do the best we can to protect the facilities and the data itself. Absolutely makes a lot of sense. And of course, that means, though, that through this process, we'll be opening ourselves up to a lot of incidents that we need to be thinking about. Mary Beth, your organization, CyberClan, this is a particular area of expertise here. How would you advise agencies, contractors, and the like to be thinking through incidents and how to respond to them and how they can jump quickly into action to um, stem any kind of issues from these types of attacks? Yeah, thank you. I would like to be able to say that we all have to be vigilant about our our identities and our PII data and who and when and how we give it to people. So I think that will help because there's a lot of healthcare workers that don't even understand some of the HIPAA rules because they're just in 
parts of the job. So what we're seeing and what we've come in to do is to help when there's an incident that's been escalated. And sometimes they don't even know when there's an incident happening. So there's a lot of learning that has to go on in, in this time of crisis and pushing information out to these organizations quickly, I think is something that could really, really help with the education piece and educating the workers. But also when there is an incident, they have to say something. If they, if they see something suspicious, they have to say something. It's about communication. And as Chris said, it's about collaboration because without that, you're kind of dead in the water because it's this human side is the weakest link to an incident. So we are seeing an uptick in even doctor's office. And if you think about the doctor's office, they communicate with the hospitals. So there's a supply chain of information that can be stolen and used improperly. So it, it really actually starts at the worker who's taking in those cards. It also is relying upon the patient. So we have to have a supply chain of vigilance. That makes a lot of sense. Given that I'm going in for a procedure tomorrow, I'm already thinking through which boxes I'm going to tick and to be thinking uh, around my own health information that I'm sharing. Ed, given that a lot of the organizations that your Neosystems works with are government contractors and therefore may be impacting some of these issues in the sense that they are providing services to HHS or other government agencies, have you seen an uptick in response from your end of people asking you to help them bolster their security or what are you hearing on your end? It's not so much bolstering security as it is sort of thinking about what kind of security they need given the, the changes, right? So, you know, as a security officer, not, this is not the time for anyone to be beating the drum to become more secure. It's really more about in the time of disruption, you know, settling for not doing anything really stupid, right? So making sure that we're doing the smart things, we need to, you know, prioritize health, safety, human lives over security, certainly. So we're going to take some chances. We're going to take risks we might not take. So you've seen that, you know, CDC and others have put out some relaxed protocols for things like use of masks, which are in short supply. We've seen some licensing rules that have been relaxed for telemedicine. So people who maybe weren't licensed to operate remotely in terms of delivering healthcare services are now being allowed to do so. So these are all things where you take a little more risk because you have a sense of need. And I think this applies on the security side too, maybe even beyond healthcare. I think, you know, it's not just the healthcare industry that's disrupted by this. Other industries are having to, you know, have everyone work remote with new technology and new techniques. So yeah, we're going to take some chances. Security folks need to make sure that those chances are well-informed, that we're making smart risk trade-offs, right? So if we need to be expeditious, we need to, you know, do something fast and a little looser than we might otherwise do, let's make sure that we're doing security where it makes sense and relaxing where it makes sense. What have you all seen out in the market? I mean, you guys are much closer to this issue than most anyone. And as the public starts to look at these things, they're going to look more and more towards cybersecurity experts like all of you for clues on, should we be freaking out? Are there things in place already? The protection, is it there and we just don't know about it? How would you put people at ease? So I think for me, it's it's really doesn't change anything that we've been talking about for a while, which is the basics. So it's the simple things, you know, it's, it's how do we educate the population to think a little bit more, ask more questions. Um, you know, we, you're never going to stop somebody from clicking on something, but how do you arm them more effectively to think about what they are clicking on? Um, we've obviously extended the network beyond the, the office now to our homes. So how do we help people be safer in their homes and what choices they make? 
on their endpoints, on their networks, you know, the whole concepts of VPNs and architecture. And then quite honestly, helping them understand when something goes wrong, how to more effectively recover. You know, that's that's obviously Mary Beth's side. So, I mean, that there's the basic stuff we've been teaching them. Really, it's quite honestly, I'd say we don't change that messaging. We just try to increase it. And we say, look, we're here to help. And, and here's how we want to help. And I think that one of the worst things that people can do is to not focus on their customers right now, but focus on reaching their customers safely. So everyone I've talked to is working remotely, and I think that their security veil is a little bit weak because I've had a lot of um, IT professionals reach out over the last two weeks and trying to figure out how to have their whole workforce work remotely, which is a huge issue from a security perspective and from manning up on the IT perspective because not everybody has a laptop. There's a shortage of laptops right now. So I think companies have to get First, think of security and safety, and I think then then they have to think about the workflow, right? How do they create protocols or workarounds so that they don't create a security issue? Because going to a home computer and losing data on a home computer and having seen, you know, client data on social media is probably one of the worst traumatic things that I've seen happen to Fortune 10 and Fortune 20 companies. Also, I think the secure use of apps like Slack and protocols around that. So I think it's a time for IT and security to come together and really do security protocols with their workforces. But when there is something that goes wrong, don't hesitate, call a professional. Get someone in there that understands an incident. And usually those of us in the industry, we are up and running on an incident within 15 minutes. So that's a good amount of time the bad guys already had a jump start on us. But if there's something going on in your network or your laptop or whatever, really raise your hand and, and then make sure you have an 800 hotline number to call because they're all available. Well, those of us in the industry all have them and they do work. We do pride ourselves in being vigilant about getting up and running because that's the, the key to redu- reduction of an incident. So Aaron, you, you brought up the fact that, you know, we're, we're probably going to be relaxing some rules in a lot of places, maybe taking more chances than, than we used to. So the question then is, are we going to see more incidents? Are we going to see more uh, criminal activity because of it? You, so far, we've seen that the criminals are, are not taking a holiday because there's a crisis going on globally, right? They're not feeling the humanitarian spirit, which, you know, criminals are, are criminals. So We've seen a lot of scams that are taking advantage. They're using coronavirus issues in their, their, their ruse, trying to trick people in a, in a traditional phishing sense, but, but using that in their story. You mentioned at the outset the announcement this morning of a, of a break-in at HHS. Was that something targeted? Was it routine? There's still some discussion going on about you know, whether that was intentional state-sponsored type attack or something more so the random noise of the internet. But the, the reality is that the world is, is potentially a better target now and, and uh, criminals are definitely taking advantage of that. So I think we can, we can expect to see an uptick in attacks at a time when, it's, as I mentioned earlier, it's not really possible to have an upscaling up of our security. Uh, so we're going to have more incidents. We're going to have more things to deal with. Before we end our episode on healthcare specifically and then move into uh, providing the audience with fuller view of what we need to be thinking about period across the board in cybersecurity, it's not lost on me that when computers are infected, they are called viruses. I'm just curious from your perspective in this field, is there advice or ways of thinking that you would think are analogous to the situation that we're facing in the health crisis? Are there ways that the professionals trying to hack, quote unquote, this disease could be thinking about it the same way that you all think about cyber attacks? There is no vaccine in cyber um, right now. So there, there is an education that's needed, that's the vaccine. 
Uh, we don't have enough educated people in the cyber ecosystem because we're all connected. So that is something that we're working really hard on. So every supplier to a hospital, maybe it's a very small company, maybe it's two or three people, they have to be educated on how they are um, using cyber hygiene and protocols. And so it's that education piece that I would say is the most important thing. I couldn't have said any better. Perfect. Great. Well, I appreciate you all tuning us in to what you're thinking about as far as how this relates to healthcare in specific. I hope everyone will join us for the next episode where we're going to discuss a little bit more broadly what we need to be thinking about as all of us go to remote workforces. Thank you, Ed, Mary Beth, and Chris. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. The Neo Systems Difference. We specialize in serving organizations of all sizes. In today's fiercely competitive market, is your organization constantly searching for ways to gain the advantage over competitors? Smart organizations are paying more attention to their strategic back office operations. Neosystems offers scalable back office services and solutions to improve your organization with a team of industry experts, industry-leading information technology tools, and an advanced technical infrastructure. From software hosting and security solutions to managed accounting services, Neosystems will custom build solutions and services that are tailored to fit your organization's needs. Check us out on the internet at neosystemscorp.com. That's neosystemscorp.com.